What is happening? It's your boy Roy, and it's another episode of Sync Gems. Today, we have Sarita Miller. Sarita is a supervisor for indie films and an artist manager. We talk a lot about indie films and what it takes to supervise them, to be a supervisor in them, and to a lot of times need to educate the ones around you about being a supervisor and what that actually means. She speaks to exactly what she needs to do as a supervisor, how she chooses to go about her challenges and go about what she needs to do in that world. And she also gives really valuable advice for artists and for people who want to look more like a business and really work in front of supervisors. If you enjoy the podcast, please make sure to follow it on whatever platform you're listening to. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google, um, Spotify, Tinder, whatever you're listening to this on. Just go ahead and press the follow button because this helps the algorithm know that this podcast is amazing. Also, give it a rating and a review if you want to make me extra happy. And if you want to make my day, hit me up on the socials. Let me know what you think about the podcast. And without further ado, Sarita Miller. Sarita Miller. What is happening? (laughs) I like that. I like the way you say that. A lot is happening. A lot, a whole lot. <laughs> so, so, I, you know what? Like, I'll I'll start with actually like a a bit of a a bit of a, a um a bit of um how do you call it a bit of a curveball, um and ask okay. you what you're grateful for currently. Nice. I'm grateful for the countless amount of opportunities that continue to come my way. Um, if if I can say that in a short version. Yeah, um, that is fire. <laughs> well, I think yeah. we'll we'll dissect that as we go, but uh, it's uh it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful to acknowledge and and anyone uh listening to this show should acknowledge even if they have little it should still be um acknowledged in a way and as we were talking like i was telling you about how i'm in bali and i'm sweaty and all that and you told me man i'm in michigan it's so fucking cold here and then it gave me the opportunity (laughs) gave me the opportunity to be a bit grateful about where i'm at you know what i mean so so i'm I'm, um i'm super grateful for us uh gathering here and talking about you and about your trajectory and your story i'd love to hear about what brought you into management, supervision, doing what you're doing today, and kind of uh, the passion that you have for your field today? What what led you up mm-hmm. to that? Okay, early on as a child, um, I guess you they call us industry brats, mm. or whatever. That's the term I've heard over and over. But my mom was always in the entertainment industry. She still is today. Um, so growing up, I always knew that entertainment would be my end all be all somehow. Um, 
I early on, like in the eighth grade, I don't know if you're familiar, but I don't know how old you are. <laughs> but there's this R&B group named H-Town that um, was really popular back in the day. And I kind of helped them get like their first national appearance. So I knew then that I had something special. Um, fast forward, uh, I worked at a radio station, interned for a while, but then I became a parent, took a break. And during COVID, uh, a few things happened. I was doing a play thing. I was just playing around on Facebook with a friend of mine. Um, we were doing this thing. We called it Music Mondays. And I was introducing him to all these artists that I thought were so great that nobody knows about. And that turned into me music supervising and then into artist management and a couple other things. <laughs> so that's kind of how I got here today. But I knew that all along, I knew that this is what I wanted. Well, I'm going to tell you, I knew I wanted to be in the music industry. I just didn't know to what capacity because it's so wide range, so many different things that you can do. I always thought A&R, but then growing up, I'm like, okay, all the established labels have their A&R. So how can I do that? And then I found music supervision and fell in love. Mm. So how long since you found music supervision till you supervised actually? Oh, um, okay. Well, I supervised and then I found music supervision. Oh, wow. It was bad. Yeah. Wow. It was completely backwards. Um, so during the process of me doing that Facebook Live, I think that lasted for like four weeks. Um, we have a lot of filmmakers here in Detroit, independent filmmakers. And one of the main filmmakers came to me and asked me, you want to do the soundtrack for my movie? And I said, uh, yeah, sure. I didn't know what that entailed. I knew finding the music and I knew that I could do that with no problem. But I thought because he was the filmmaker that he would be able to guide me through the process. That was not the case. So my first movie was a beautiful disaster. <laughs> um, it turned out to be an amazing project. All the music was great. Got like some of the best music ever um, from some mainstream artists even. But I know that the legal side, the paperwork, none of it was done right. Mm. And all the music I got free. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Was, yeah. So, so what? It was cool. <laughs> what? What do you? I feel like. So you went on. You went on to kind of build, build on that. Um, and what did you? I mean, what did you? Would Would you have done differently with the knowledge that you have now? Oh, I would have at least studied um, before I just jumped off the bridge. I probably would have walked mm. across mm. <laughs> and studied to get to know exactly what I was doing as, as far as the legal side and the licensing and who I'm supposed to talk to and who's supposed to know what and who's supposed to sign this and <sighs> all of that stuff. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, but uh, you know, like to you, it's all of that stuff. But to me, it's, 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 it's not, it, I wouldn't say it's a foreign concept because as artists and as, you know, like uh, composers in this case who are listening to this podcast, like 
we kind of know what a supervisor goes through, but we don't really, you know what I mean? So I feel like it would be interesting to kind of dive into what you do when you, okay, like you go, you get, you get the pilot of a, a, um, not the pilot, you get the scene, right? You get a scene. And then from the scene, you have to kind of uh, uh, put on a dummy track or I, I forgot the name, like there's a name for it. Um, a temp track. Yeah, yeah, a temp track. Um, and then you got to find something that's similar to it because not all the time you can get that actual temp track. Um, and uh, um, and then you start digging. But what does it look like uh, from your from your perspective? So I'm going to start you over. Yeah. Um, for me, I start from the script. Okay. Um, because a lot of times in the script, you can at least get a feel. Or sometimes, let me start that over. Sometimes in the script, they will specifically state music here or we're in a club. So you know we're at least kind of where the music may need to go. Now that could still change when you get the visual, but you still have an ideal. Okay. Um, and then when you get the visual, um for me, it hasn't been so much as the temp track actually has to or rather the replace song actually has to match. Um, I think they give me more of the creative control, to be honest. So more times than not, a couple times there has been input from the production team. Like we want this kind of song or we want that kind of song. But a lot of times it's just all me. Mm. <laughs> So do you, so that do kind you of um, let me stop you there. So do you use any editing software? Do you use like Premiere? Do you use something like that to kind of p- put it together? I don't, honestly. I haven't. I do have some software that I want to use, but I haven't actually used it yet. Um, I do have some editing background, so I'm really kind of anxious to do it um, because I'm kind of in the middle of this current project, I didn't want to bring it in the middle of the project and say, hey, guys, I think it's something that I need to talk to the production team about first before I start using um, software that they're not familiar with to make sure they're okay with me using it. First, Um, a lot of people are funny. You know, they don't, uh, where are you uploading my stuff to and who can have access to it and this and that. So I have to be careful with that. So it'll be a, me, for me, just to make sure that they're okay with it, I want to have that conversation first. So since we're kind of in the middle, I didn't want to bring it on in the middle. But I think at the start of my next project, I am going to incorporate that. Yeah. So like as as of now, you're you're kind of working off your um, like a scene and then you're putting it next to a Spotify track or something like that. Like um, for you, it looks something like that. And then you're like, you're getting the feel if it works or not. Um, and then you you send it on to an editor or whoever to kind of put it blended in, blend in the temp track, yeah? Exactly, yes. Okay, cool. Um, so from there, okay, now you got the temp track. What does it look from here? What does it look like from here? Um, so a lot of times I'll use temp tracks that 
I can potentially really get cleared. So I will go for that first. And then if, if that can't, if that doesn't work, then, um, I have a disco library, um, over the years that people have submitted music to. So I'll go there first to see if I can find something because there's a lot of music just sitting there. So trying to give equal opportunity. (laughs) So I go there first to see if I can find something. And then if not, then I may solicit or I may go to someone, um, depending on if I'm looking for something truly specific, I might just go to somebody that I know already and say, Hey, do you have something already prepared? I prefer not to have, to have the song made preferably. A lot of times it's just not enough time for that for me. So, but I get pretty lucky with finding songs that are already out there or in my library, in my disco library, or if people submit, I get really lucky with finding songs that way. Yeah. So do you mostly work with, um, directly with artists or do you work with, uh, libraries or, um, labels or something like that? Like what's your. Directly with artists and labels. Okay. Cause I mean, I know for fact that people, um, supervisors and specifically a lot of the times they don't, um, they don't want to to deal with the legal stuff with uh, directly directly with an artist, especially like in bigger projects. Um, what's your what's your kind of vision vision? What's your what's your uh, um, view of this? For me, I work mostly in the indie world, so I think that's the difference. Um, but I still take it very serious. I'm, I do make sure that the artist has has their business lined up. I I still act like I'm in Hollywood, <laughs> per se, when it comes to the business side. Um, I'm making sure that you have the publishing and that you have the splits and things like that. And there's no samples and things like that. So I still kind of do it that way, but I just work sometimes directly with the artist, which which it works out for me very well. It's it's very interesting to hear just like, you know, indie versus uh, um, triple A versus a lot of uh, um, bigger shows uh, that have to crank, you know, an episode per day or whatnot. You know, like y- y'all have to def- kind of... Uh, um, get very uh sharpen your sword in a very specific area right like as 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 supervisors as different supervisors because there's different parts of the game so like in your from your lens is it do you like the the indie um do you want to stay in that indie uh, kind of niche or do you want to get, uh, I see it, you're already uh, knowing me, but what's, what, uh, um, where do you want to go from here and, and why not indie? Let's say. Um, where do I want to go? That's a good question. I, I, uh, that's funny. That's really funny. I don't know. I I think I always envision myself 
working somehow close to Tyler Perry. I don't know. I just, there's something about his work that I just, I I like the movies. And I love Joe, his music supervisor. Um, So I'm looking to somehow get there. Um, But, you know, at the same time, because I've built this business, this independent business, it's like, I don't know. I'm gonna be honest because I, I I like I like being independent at the same time, but I I do want to work in a different budget arena. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I see. So, like, perhaps, perhaps, uh, not trailer, uh, not trailer, not um, uh. A a triple A uh, um, studio, but perhaps something in between, in the middle. That's cool. I mean, like mm-hmm. it, it. It sounds. It sounds like something that uh, that's great to to look up to. What do you feel like is the um, in indie in your your realm right now? What do you feel like um, you would love to see more? of from artists and people you work uh you work with honestly i would like to see more people that are more business savvy um a lot of times i do run across a lot of artists that just don't know the business and not at all like TuneCore is the publisher, and I'm like, okay, yeah, we can't do this. <laughs> we got to figure this out before we get to a certain point. Here's what you need to do. Yeah. I'm willing to place the song, but here's what you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's my main thing. So what would you tell them? Let's let's play play devil's uh, and not devil's advocate, but let's let's uh, let's role play. I'm I'm telling you, yeah. Uh, Distro kid, I'm I'm in TuneCore. They're my they're my publishing. What do we, what do you say to them after you cringe? Yeah, after I cringe, yeah. yes. And thank God they can't see me like you just could. convulsions. Ooh. Man, um. So first off, I I offer consultation, so I'm not gonna give you too much info. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So that's what that's the first thing I tell them is that I I'm not I'm not. And the consultation is a fee. And I'm not making you pay for a placement. What you're paying for is to learn how to monetize your entire catalog. And the first thing you want to do is get your publishing. Become a self-publisher. And I can teach you how to do that. And make sure you're registered in certain areas so that you're getting all of the money Mm. when it's time. That's what's up. So, yeah, okay. So that that sounds cool. And let's say the artist already has their shit together. They are they have their publishing entity. 
Um, they are signed, they have the track. Uh, um, so basically they need to have the 200% of their track ready for you to, to, to just like send it over. And, and, uh, uh, are you, do you do the cue sheets as well in the, in the indie Absolutely. movie? You do? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. That's the main thing. Yes. Okay. So let's <laughs> move on. Yeah. Yeah. So from, from, uh, um, from that, like you are cle- you clearing the song, meaning like what is the exact process for you? So you bring it on, let's say that the artist has their 200%, they, they are business savvy, they don't need your consultation, they've, uh, they've done all their homework. Um, now what's, what does the process look like for you with this song? So I'm sending off a sync license quote request because I am asking, I'm not, I'm not telling, well, here's the thing. In that quote request, I do let you know what we're offering, but I also allow you to tell me, is this good for you or no? We can negotiate. If a lot of times, because I work with a lot of first time filmmakers, a lot of times there's no upfront money for me. So that's the sucky part. <laughs> so that's why I want so bad to to get to the next level of this. <laughs> that's another story. But um, we're negotiating. And then once we get everything agreed upon, then I'm submitting licenses for you to sign. And once we do all of that, we're submitting everything to um, the production team so that they can place the songs. We're doing cue sheets. And lots of times I create soundtracks so that we can create some sort of additional revenue. Okay. Yeah. Word. And, and, and then, I mean, like, as in, it, like, working in Indian, then does that create some sort of income for you as an indie supervisor? Or, or is that just like a uh, kind of... Yes, I charge a flat fee for my services. All right. Word. Okay. The production company. Cool, 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 cool. Of course. Got you, got you, got you. <laughs> All right, yes. sweet. Um, and you also like the thing w- with you is you also manage artists, right? Yes, I do. Okay, so when when that start and how does that affect you, like in in how you move today in the industry? Ironically, it started around the same time. Um, COVID was a period that everything music just came back to me, <laughs> which was crazy. But, um, you know, (laughs) it makes it a little difficult for me um, as a music supervisor. I think especially when I'm in the indie world and they are, there's no money up front. That part makes me cringe on the production company side. Um, because, because I artists, I artists manage, I manage artists and it's like, I know it's like, come on guys, like nothing, (laughs) what the heck, but I understand it's their very first film. And we all know that music is the last thing thought about. So I get it, but I try to educate the production team as well. Like, okay, guys, this is not the way it happens in the real world. And this is what we need to do. <laughs> I try to get them to practice what I practice. It doesn't always work. 
but I try. Mm. Yeah, so it almost feels like indie films are kind of a platform, kind of a um um a springboard or something to to something else. It's like a transitional uh, uh a transitional thing. Uh even though yeah, and 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 I had an indie indie uh, film composer here as well who does who actually composes for indie film. And yeah, he presented it as something that he he is doing like firstly to get his uh, uh to get his record to get his uh, um just like repertoire and everything like just to, to be able to to transition on to uh bigger and be- better things um mm-hmm. but it's yeah it's it's always interesting to to listen about and to hear about how how these how these different areas work you know what i mean um yes and Yeah, I think it's very important for composers and people in general. For me, I would say even is just to visualize like the area that we really want to to work with, you know, like uh, um, have some sort of a North Star as as composers, as people like that. And I feel like if there's anything that I, I get from this uh, interview with you is like having that having that business and knowing to deal with uh, um Indie films that ask you for stuff will set you up later uh, for when uh, um, other people will actually want to to take your stuff for bigger stuff and for bigger fees as well. Agree. And even those indie filmmakers, they grow. You have to think about that. They're not always going to be at that level. So how do you how do you approach community from a from a supervisor perspective? Can you rephrase that? How do you, I mean, like you have to have like a community of people who kind of push you to do what you do, right? Like that's how I feel anyway about my craft. Um, yeah. And there's many approaches to it, right? Like there's Facebook groups, there's in-person meetings, there's uh, um, just like friend groups. How and who pushes a supervisor forward? Because I feel like supervisors are kind of lone wolves uh, in, in, a, in a lot of ways because they're the only one who supervises for the movie, right? Like it's like an editor is one person who does it, but like composers, I mean, there's on every movie, there's, there may be like three, 300 composers in one movie. You know what I mean? Um, so how does it look like for supervisors as for you, like kind of building that opportunity for yourself? Um, Like you said, social media, social media is, is golden. Um, and then of course, um, getting in people's face, uh, panels, um, going to places. Um, I find myself frequenting a lot of the guild events. Um, that's mostly so far. The only thing that I've done so far is going to a lot, anything that the Guild does, the awards, the conference, um, most times I'm there. Um, volunteering for the Guild, um, I did that as well. Um, you know, when Clubhouse first started, it was really good for things like um, those panels, those panel type rooms where you could just join right on your phone. I met a lot of people there. Um, so, and then my mom, 
she's in the industry. So that kind of helps a lot, actually. It actually makes it a lot easier for me. <laughs> yeah, that's mentorship, I guess. Yeah. Sick. Um, so I kind of know <laughs> a lot of people already from her. Yeah, I, I I really want to attend one of the one of the guild events. Actually, perhaps this year I'll do it. I want to I want to make more time from PMC because there's PMC, and I think a month before there's the Guild of Music Supervisors. So I'll try to try to kind of carve that out. But um, yeah. okay, but You're nice. Um, wanted to ask you one more question. How do you feel about like? Um, this industry of um, supervision and people of color? Um, like, where do you feel like you stand in this? Uh, this interests me. That's, that's a good question. Something I never even thought of, honestly. Um, I never really think of things in that aspect, to be honest. Um, that's a good question. Maybe there's more of us. I see, I'm always finding a lot of um, supervisors that are of color, and that's pretty interesting to me when I do find them. It's like, oh, nice. <laughs> so, um, but I think um, there could be more of us, um, but I don't think that it makes a huge difference. I don't think that, I don't think it's uh, uh, something that makes a huge difference, to be honest with you. Um, can I be honest? When I find out that music, that Tyler Perry's music supervisor wasn't of color, I was surprised. So I think that it doesn't make a difference. It's just all about the person's musical taste. Or um, not even their musical taste, their musical background. 100%. I feel like it's it's becoming more diverse as there is more people who are coming in. Um, and just like for, for me, I feel like being in a, in, in a business that reflects, I, I want to be a, a business that has a lot of inclusive values and, 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 and doesn't, doesn't lean too much towards like where all the corporate America has been uh, uh, leaning towards in the past, I don't know, like century or whatever. Now it's kind of, it's, right. it's balancing itself out. But um, yeah, I, I just feel like there's, uh, uh, there's more opportunity here and less, less of it, less of that kind of stuff matters um, but I wish to see more, like from just being in PMC, um, mm -hmm. I do, I would just love to see, uh, more diversity, uh, in, yeah. even, even though there is already, uh, yeah. just something I'm putting out there and I'm, I'm really hoping to see in the coming years, 
become a, a thing. I think also Shades of Sync was 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 about that. Was about bringing the community together and elevating, elevating uh, um, specifically that that conversation around. You know, let's 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 get together and uh, and 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 sit around the table, kind of thing. So yeah, I'm super Agreed. grateful That's for exactly people like Jay Will who who yeah, do so things. Dope. Yeah, shout out to Jay Will. Um, <laughs> is there any any last kind of piece of uh, um, wisdom or advice you'd like to give to uh, composers and tr- people trying to come up and 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 get their music heard by supervisors and uh, um, and collaborate with people like you? Um, just be persistent, but not too persistent. Um, the one thing that is truly unfortunate that I get a lot is um, people circling back and asking me if I heard the music. It's like, man, and if I could give feedback and... I don't honestly know the best way to answer that just yet <laughs> because it's like I don't review the m- music. That's not what I'm doing. And you kind of have to be mindful of that. I'm a music supervisor, so when I listen to the music, I'm listening to it specifically for placement purposes. And I get a million submissions <laughs> on a daily basis. So I can't remember if I listened to I don't know if it was your song or her song, I don't know whose song it was I listened to. So it's kind of hard for me to circle back to you and say, well, yes, I heard your song and this is what I think about it. Unless I have you submitted right then and there and I listen to it right then and there, which at this point, it doesn't happen anymore, unfortunately. Which is a good thing. It's a sign that you're progressing, right? So I didn't foresee that in the beginning. Yeah. I used to hear music supervisors say, oh, I can't respond back to all the emails. And I'm like, what? And I was at a point where I'm responding back to everybody. Like, I at least want to let you know that I got it and I heard it. This is what I think. This is great. This is. But yeah, that that quickly dissolved. A hundred percent. Alrighty. That's that's great. Um, Sarita, thank you so much. I have to submit it and forget it. Well, what? You kind of have to submit it and forget it. And make sure all the metadata is there. Make sure that I always have a way to connect with you. Mm. Leave your contact info and make sure it's always updated. There you go. That's that's something. Or just don't change it. <laughs> don't, change. <laughs> don't change it. Um, yeah. Sarita, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate you. I appreciate your time. And thank you for having me. Yo, thanks for listening to Sync Jams. Again, if y'all want to support this podcast, go ahead, follow the podcast, which is a huge thing. It also lets you know when episodes are coming out. Share the podcast on your socials, share the posts on socials, and let me know what you think about the podcast as well. Hit me up on IG, hit me up wherever, and I'm sending you all the love and see you at the next sync gems episode peace